Shannon, how was your your week? Mm. Um, it's been a it's been fucked, but also um, it was it's been mildly to moderately eventful. So like on Tuesdays, we try to go out and have drinks mm-hmm. at our local pub, the spot, the the spot. It's like I don't even want to say it because I don't want. No, don't say it. We can't. I don't let, want people to. I don't want it to be a thing. You um, can't let the haters know. Yeah. Um, right. Sorry. Try to find us on Tuesdays. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would mention so, uh, Steve Maviglio, but I I can't ever say his name, so you don't. Want I him like the idea up. of oh. Maviglio cruising for us on a Tuesday, trying just to find like out going where to we are. all of the local bars. But that would yeah. mean that he would have to be off of Twitter to do it. Right, but um, outside of his castle. Yeah, so I get you're at the spot. So I'm at the spot, and the we get spot. there. We get there, and it's like kind of weird. Like the vibe is kind of weird. You can tell that people are like sort of on edge, but I'm just like giving my fucking gin and tonic. I got to get outside and have a cigarette. Um, so that happens. We go outside, and at a certain point, like, so I'm with Nate. And he's trying to have, like, a very serious conversation with me about, like, long-term travel plans that we are trying to make to go to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And while yeah. he gets... Bist du ein Berliner? Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, so while he's, like, really getting into it, I was like, shh, I'm ear hustling. And he was like, oh, what? Ooh. And so... I start like sort of leaning over and like lit a cigarette and I then I heard this conversation about how somebody just prior to us arriving had brandished a weapon at the bar and the um, the new owners of the Rook were called out. Um, So the the, I doubt they brought the Rook. They didn't bring the Rook, but they brought a lot of fucking cars. Um. (laughs) Anyway, it like <laughs> it really killed the vibe at the bar. I only had yeah. Two so drinks. the bar turned into Cop City when, yeah, while you were there. Yeah, they even came into the bar and like the cop walks up and was like asking for like what you know. So what happened? And this guy's telling him, and he's like, "Oh, all right. Well, what are you drinking?" And I'm just like, "Oh, fuck this." What? He then like comes into the bar and like has a seat at the at the fucking bar table. While getting the whatever, getting the re- report info, Ugh. I don't know what the fuck. Please leave do? my establishment, cops. Yeah, so I was like, um, like the vibe was ruined mm-hmm. because they were just everywhere. The police. central grid. So a central grid bar on a Tuesday had somebody show up with a gun, potentially, ostensibly. Yeah, it also sounded like maybe it was like a BB gun and not like a. Like, whatever. I don't know. The guy. That was maybe me. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're looking for you. I have a, I thought I could do that. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It was like a whole thing. There was a dog involved. Like there was a no trespass (laughs) order that was signed. It was a whole thing. Weird night. Um, I go to bed have a terrible night of sleep allergic reaction whatever that part of Mm. the story is boring get to work in the morning and just like i'm not gonna make it 
Like I can't. I didn't get enough sleep. I cannot do this job on four. And this is Wednesday morning. This is the day we're recording, and you yeah. you have somehow showed up for this app. So thank you for that. Yeah, you know what? I'm a real hero. So you're welcome. Um, you're welcome, JK, community. Not... <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am here for you. Um, so then I like go into my pocket of my jacket because I'm trying to find my cigarettes because I gotta have a fucking cigarette before I go upstairs to do my job, and I pull out. Um, if you're not watching, you don't see it, but this little like round thing. And I was like, oh, it's Dave. So this is my dead uncle. Um, and I was supposed to take him to the the post office because I need to mail him to a jeweler in New York. Um, but then the I staff- love everything about this. <laughs> so you found the- your uncle Dave in your pocket. Yeah. So you went drinking with him. Right. I. Was he at the um, bar with you? He may have been. Yeah, he was probably at the bar with me. Yeah, which is very cute because he and I used to hang out at the bar a lot. Not Aww. that bar, but a bar. Oh, my God. Um, but, you know, there's it's a real way to, like, bring a certain vibe to a room to mm-hmm. be to, like, be like, oh, this is my dead uncle. Like, it's also very weird to me that, like, I can have the conversation about it and not just fall apart because not a day goes by that I don't fall apart from him being gone. But it's also, I don't know, it's cute. So it's been a fucking week, man. That's um, a week. That's and, and there's a lot of, like, vibes being um, affected in, like, when I'm around by the I, police or my dead uncle. The dead uncle vibe, that's a vibe I'm willing to, like, this sound, that one sounds like, like, I don't know, like, celebratory. He's there with you. But, like, the gun... At our hang, that's that's a little bit of a problem for me. Yeah, it's problematic. And also it was like Nate and I were just getting to the point where we're like, well, we should text and see if like anyone wants to come out. And then it was like, oh, no, we just want to go home. I was seeing Cocaine so. Bear, so I, I I didn't. I would have been a hard nay on that, as they yeah, say in Yugoslavia. Well, as they say. Well, in Berlin, they say nine. Mm hmm. Hard nine. I'm getting right. There's a cat looking his butt. I wish I knew me. how to say hard in German. You're showing oh. some um, white pornography in the background, Shannon. It's, it's just cat yeah. smut. Yeah. That's some cat smut right there. You guys are really playing to the lowest common denominator here. That's, isn't that, that's the title <laughs> of the episode now, cat smut. Sorry. Damn. Well, let's fucking get into it then. All right, let's start the show. Voices, the things they said. Voices, some from those days. All the voices heard. Voices, things we say. Voices, they're in your head. All the voices heard. Oh. Hello, everyone. You have Kempa. Um, and Shannon. And Evan. Yeah, we do. No flow. She's on a beach in Maui. Gosh. No Skyler. He's working. Uh, He's also on a beach in Maui. <laughs> in his dreams. In his head. Uh but uh, so excited to have you today, Evan. This is um, our dear friend of the show, Evan Michael Minton. Um, I don't even know. How do I introduce you? What is your title? What is like, you know, you you are you you came on the show once before and we discussed the entire time um, 
the ADEM elections <laughs> in oh, the Democratic that Party. Was yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, Not you know what? And that... then I stayed like for an hour after, which is probably why you guys yeah. thought that I was on for two segments. Yeah, after yeah, we yeah. stopped recording, we just got to hang with you yeah. for an hour and a half. And it was like during like the worst of the pandemic. So like yeah. we were really excited to talk with each other. Okay. Um, not that I'm not generally. Oh yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. Cause now now we're just can't stand Cause it. now we're yeah. just trying to get you to get I, off this. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> invite that, me that on and episode. then just scoop me off like three minutes later. Thanks, guys. That's how we do it. I was here. just thinking about that because like that episode. It was all about these these like very kind of niche elections mm-hmm. within the California Democratic Party. But um, a, a big part of you and your public persona is uh, that you're a trans rights activist. And I don't think it even came up in that episode that you're trans. Like, so this is going to be a totally different episode. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the the trans day of awareness coming up and some of the attacks that are happening on the trans community. Um, do you want to do a little intro on yourself real quick before we get get into anything? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was thinking like, yeah, how do you describe me? And I guess the most fascinating man in history, you know, is a start. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, think, I think that's real. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the sincerity. Yeah. Um, oh, you know how you describe me? Um, a sweet summer child. Uh, I had to I look that one up, it. you guys. Okay. <laughs> um, no, let's see. Um, we do. I will. Evan, we call each other that shit all the time, just about every episode. Oh, I'm so not a... No. It's a term of endearment. I didn't yeah. take it mm-hmm. any which way, but I had to look it up. Okay. I was like, oh, um, I guess I have a lot of titles. Um, some of the ones that pertain to this are um, I'm the trans... co co-chair of the Transgender Advisory Committee for the Democratic National Committee. And I get to co-chair that with um, Sarah McBride, who is the first openly transgender legislator in our nation's history. Mm. Um, And and another fantastic historical uh, figure named Marissa. Um, And it is comprised of non-binary and transgender legislators throughout the nation, which is just, it's an honor for me to be able to do that. Um, And then I am also the co-chair of the Lieutenant Governor's Transgender Advisory Council. Um, And then locally, one of the things that I really enjoy doing the most is um, driving policy forward at the intersection of criminal justice and uh, trans rights and, you know, gender nonconforming rights. And then we also um, have done some work on on sex workers as well. So um, I do that on the ad hoc LGBTQ plus committee of the Sacramento Police Review Commission. So a lot of other stuff, but enjoy doing that. Do you have time to eat meals? I don't have time to have a life necessarily, but like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. I'm trying to, I'm, tr- but you know, like, I I meditate and I like remember that I have a self and I'm always trying to be grounded. But you know, there's always so many fights to wage, and um, and I'm just really inspired to wage them and and to be part of them because it's so needed. And so that's, you know, that's 
what I've determined to do thus far. I think um, I think a lot of people in in spaces of of activism or, or or things like that, there's kind of an ebb and flow to to how much energy they're able and willing to put in. And I've noticed recently that that you're more in like you're you're less ebb and more flow in the work that you're you're, you're just like you're fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really excited to have you on today um, to talk about some of the things that are going on right now. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to discuss the Trans Day of Awareness, um, which is this month. Yeah. It's a little bit l- later this month. The Trans right? Day of Visibility. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. Nah. Did I just fuck that up? Yeah, again? you're, good. you're uh, good. I'm sorry, Evan. <laughs> did I just fuck um, that up again? Yeah, you did. I did before. <laughs> did you hear me not say no? I'm getting better at this. <laughs> Honestly, the like, if I'm going, if anyone is ever going to be corrected by a person, it should be Evan because it's so sweet. Like, I know, I know. It's like, yeah, you, yeah, you did, but you did, you fucked up a little. <laughs> no, give you a, a hug. hug. But I still love you. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most love. You're it, still yeah. in my circle. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're still whole. <laughs> oh my god, Trans Day of Visibility. That's right, which you is got it the end of March. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a lot happening here locally and, um, we wanted to have you on, um, at some point this month, but given everything that's happening right now, um, I thought, I thought it would be good to have you on to kind of, uh, provide some perspective and some thoughts as somebody who, who's really steeped in this issue, um, as we're seeing some of these far right pushes, um, against just against really the existence of trans folks, um, in our country. Um, so can we start locally just real quick with, um, I believe it's on a Friday, March 10th. Um, folks might know that Sacramento is hosting the state Republican, um, party convention, um, and it, this, this has always been something I enjoyed covering like over the years, uh, as like a leftist, um, back when there was like a newspaper to cover it in, because it's just like, it's very, it's the weirdest people on earth, um, trying to put policy into play at, and, and they also have no power in the state. So it's kind of a clown show, but you do get at these events some real real bad players some dangerous players too you know the proud boys come to these things um and one thing that is happening this friday march 10th um on the west steps of the capitol i think it's around 1 p.m uh is this group um called oh gosh what are they called i can't remember either um not worth my time to know what they're called I can't believe I didn't have that written down. Um, basically, uh, it's run by Are the you, far right. You're talk- well, I mean, I know what, what you're talking about, but I don't know their name of their group. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's run by Jordan Peterson, the far right um, Canadian talking head, mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, and then by this this young woman named Chloe Cole. I, I believe she's like 18, 19. Um and what they are calling this on the 10th, and they, and they planned it purposefully. They, they, they admitted this as much on Twitter um, to, to have it alongside the state Republican convention because um, 
the anti-trans movement is part and parcel with the Republican Party these days. Um, so basically, this is a detransition awareness day event, right? Now, um, this is an this is this is sort of a interesting topic. And for people who don't know much about this, they might be like, well, you know, that like, what does that mean? Like, you know, isn't it important that people have the ability to detransition? Um, and and yeah. it, it is. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't happen uh, mm -hmm. that often. Um, but it is important to have that that ability through through the medical system. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about what like a detransition awareness day event alongside a Republican Party state convention is really saying when this Chloe Cole um, who has detransitioned, you know, she's gone up on stages with Marjorie Taylor Greene and was and, and she's been known to come out and speak alongside Proud Boys, you know, these these proto fascist groups. Um, what is an event like this really? Well, okay. So for me, I have sympathy um, for anyone who does something with their own personal body and regrets it, whether it's um, an abortion and they regret that decision or whether, um, you know, they've taken steps in, you know, some form of perhaps a cancer treatment and decided, hey, that's that's not the cancer treatment that I want to go down. You know, whether it's um, something as simple as shaving their head or whether it's um, taking a pro process in a gender, um, you know, affirming care. Um, but just like I, um, so first and foremost, you know, I am an empathetic person. So are most trans people that I know because of the lived experiences that we have to go through and the way that it stretches and expands us. Um, but at the same time, just like with, um, someone who is actively calling for like a person to detransition, if that is even, I mean, I don't think that's a medical term, but, um, is just the same as someone who has gotten an abortion and regrets that decision and therefore is fighting so no one else can get an abortion. And so, I mean, I obviously abide by bodily autonomy. And so right. that's, that's, that's it. Um, so I just kind of really want to make that point. Like, you get to do what you want with your own body, and we shouldn't be making rules about what other people can do with their body, even if you've had a, a, an experience that you consider negative to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and and when we have these conversations, it is important to preface that, be like, like you know, you detransitioning, like, this is this is what you wanted for yourself and this is important for you. And like, that's, that's real. Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's, mm -hmm. Go ahead. there's something just a little concerning with rallies like this because they seem to be a ruse for something else. Right. It seems to be, um, kind of, uh, a Trojan horse for anti-trans, legislation well, certainly because movement. i mean when we are um you know it's it's kind of a new thing this whole 
detransition thing. Um, and I'll let you know that, you know, in our trans circles, we have friends who, um, you know, take steps to transition. I had a friend who took a step to transition and they had to stop. It wasn't because they didn't identify as trans. In fact, they did, but they didn't have the social supports in place. Uh, their partner left them and they weren't comfortable at work. And so they, they came to me and they said, I'm trans, but I can no longer go forward. And so mm. it's just like it starts with, in order to allow folks to live their most authentic lives, you know, we've got to have the social and societal supports in place, which we don't. Um, yeah, this... There, I shared an LA Times piece with the group that, that actually said that most people who do, you know, stop their, their transition process, it has to do more with social pressures mm -hmm. than with any, like, personal mm -hmm. preference. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, let's not get it confused. Um, like the vast, vast, vast majority of the people who take these steps, it saves their lives. It saved right. my yeah. life, you know, and, and that's why. And I mean, every medical, major medical association says the same. Um, but yeah, no, I, I... Can you explain to folks who don't know? Because like, I think that folks don't understand what that means like that it saved your life yeah well i mean like just the fact that i discovered who i was and you know each trans person's journey is different but for me i my body called out for medical intervention and if i and that was why that hysterectomy you know timeline was one of the reasons why it was so important was because, um, you know, you know, each trans person, I always say we're, we're like snowflakes, you know? I mean, so I'm only speaking from my personal experience. But um, for me, if I didn't take the next step in my journey, then um, I would suffer, like, a lot of anxiety. I would, um, I would, I would want to crawl out of my body. Um, I would it would be constant suffering until I was able to take the next step. And then when I took the next step, I would feel a state of bliss. And I just, yeah. and that was one of my, and those were my guideposts that I was on the right journey, you know? So that was no life for you. It, it oh was, God, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I, I wouldn't be alive today if I wasn't able to be my most authentic self. No. Um, and you know, that's a point that I always want to bring up is that there's a 41% suicide attempt rate in our community, in the trans community. And so, you know, regardless of whether the Republicans are, you know, in the legislature are small enough that they can fit in a minivan or not, you know, like these rallies and the sentiment that they bring um, and, you know, the the 378 bills that are anti-trans across the nation, you know, which we'll get into later, I mean, that doesn't respect state lines. And so it's like when you're oppressing us, you know, not only a society not built for us as is, but, um, but it's just like this extra on top is, um, is, is a lot to bear. And I mean, you know, for me who engages in this fight every day and is a leader in this fight, um, 
you know, it's, it's made me go back to places in my childhood that have had to be healed up, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot right now. Um, but anyway, so we were talking about D-trans and that it is a recent phenomenon. And so one of the things that I do in, you know, my volunteer capacities is I engage in passing trans um, state legislation in California. And, you know, we didn't really have, you know, the other, the other side used to be like the Catholic conference and stuff like that, the Pacific Justice Institute. Um, but it wasn't like these D-trans people themselves, but now we go to these committee hearings and we're hearing from people who say that they're D-trans. And, and I'm worried because it's just like, I, at first, I don't want to critique anyone's journey, but it's just like, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be, um, I feel empathetic toward anyone who has had a negative experience in their lives, but that shouldn't make you want to take away rights and protections from the rest of us. Right. I mean, it sounds like, you know, Evan, as I'm listening to you talk, one of the things that is so absent, especially from like, in particular, because we're talking about these rallies is like, as you say, like, you wouldn't be alive today, if you couldn't be your most authentic self. And you also hold the space to affirm um, people's choices as it relates to um, their bodies, and in particular, their gender expression and identity. Um, but that is exactly what's missing at these rallies, right? Like they're intended to villainize and they're intended to um, create these spaces where people identify trans folks as um, just being like fucked up and, 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 mm-hmm. and, and, and like subhuman, yeah. right? Like oh, yeah. that is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they wanted, I mean, literally, like, this last weekend at the CPAC conference, they said that they wanted to eradicate us. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the national level, um, like, conservative political right. conference. And the problematic nature of that narrative at a time such as this, when we know that there are, um, like, locally, statewide, and nationally, so many things that trans folks are... Um, trans folks' lives could be impacted by decisions that are made um, by elected leadership. And then you have folks who are standing side by side, like Marjorie, um, you know, with with the whole um, D-trans stuff. It's like, it, it just, it is when, when the landscape is as it is, today it's incredibly problematic and creates just a, yet another layer where lives are at stake it's yeah it's scary it's, as fuck because people are gonna yeah. die it's it's culture war nonsense but there's real real stochastic terror that takes place as a result of it mm-hmm. um and then on, on top of this evan as you're talking about today like there's all of these bills nationally um, that that are going to endanger young trans folks. All yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming for the entire trans community, and you know, they're the GOP's messenger messaging. You know, focus groups have somehow found out that uh, the way to best do this is through our trans kids. 
So they're coming for our trans community through our trans kids because that's what's most salient with the voters. Right. Can we talk about this a little? So, um, and I don't like to like talk about a particular person in their journey, but like Chloe Cole has made herself a public figure. Um, and just like talk about like she very like it's on her Twitter profile what her um, what her timeline was age wise as far as transition went. Um, and it, it actually goes a little bit against what the, what, what I've read to be the standard, um, for, for transitioning for, for young folks, for kids. Um, it says on her profile that she, um, took tea and blockers at 13. She had a double mastectomy at 15 and then she detransitioned, uh, at 16. Um, what what I've read from experts in like the LA Times is that usually what takes place and, and please correct me, but it's it's that you take um, if you want to transition, but you're young, you know, you're you're like 10, 11, 12, 12, uh, like you you take um, puberty blockers mm-hmm. early on. And then around 15 or 16, you can start taking the the hormones you prefer. Uh, and then no surgery surgery happens usually until you're 18. Yeah, Is yeah, yeah. No, that's correct? the typical way. But I think when we're talking about one individual and their quest against us, we're losing the real world um, reality, mm. you know. And so it's just like, um, you know, I don't want this to be the, you know, the you know, I don't even want to say their name. I don't want it to be that person, the Evans show, you know, I don't want this to be set up as a debate between me and that person. Like I respect their journey. I wish that they weren't out to, you know, to eliminate uh, trans folks or our rights and protections, but it's just like, I respect whatever journey they had to take. And I'm sorry if this wasn't right for them. Um, Still, I don't want them to, you know, I don't, they don't have a right to take away our, any protections for us. This um, is the most Evan answer that I could have asked for. Thank you. But, I love that. Yeah. But, um, but see the real world is like the real world is, um, parents in the, you know, and I'm, and I mean, you know, I'm working with the Sac city unified school district right now. And I mean, they're, they're, they're really affirming, but it's like the real world is parents in our local school districts calling me, telling me, that their kid has to hold their pee all day because, like, they can't, they there's a stigma to them going to the restroom, you know, like, and, and you know, you get kidney infections, you get diseases from doing that, you know, like the real world is, um, you know, parents letting me know that it, you know they're afraid of their kids, you know, going on field trips where they're gonna get into like gender segregated facilities where it's gonna like wreck havoc on their kids' self-esteem. The the real world is, you know, like, um, parents letting me know that, um, that a kid is afraid to go to an after-school program because they got their pronouns messed up one time, you know? I mean, this is taking place here. The real world is, um, one of my friends, um, a, a highly decorated individual, um, when they walk outside, 
they get mistaken for a sex worker just because they're trans, you know, and that's here in Sacramento. Um, it's, it's me having fought my lawsuit against Dignity Health and, um, I created an, a national precedence in which it is, you know, and it's, it's, it's illegal here in California to deny trans people care. You can, no, no, you can sue a hospital, it, you right. know, but it's not illegal in California to deny trans people care like Dignity Health continues to do. Um, Folks, look up Evan. He took this all the way to the Supreme Court and, and beat United him, States so. Supreme Court, yeah. Yeah. Check, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna going to share sorry. a story though. Um, you know, and I was talking to shout out to Nikki Pichelle, who's doing a lot of great work on who's a friend of the show, who is doing a lot of great work with me locally here. But um, I want to explain because you know, before trans people came into you know, like all of these attacks happened upon us. If you don't mind me backing up just a little bit, and I'm sorry, I'm taking over and doing a lecture here. So um, this is this is what we wanted today. OK, um, trans people taking yeah. space. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, the <laughs> the it. only reason I brought up just before you do that, um, you know, uh, this person and 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 her journey is because this appears to be the legislation focus of the Republican Party. It's at what age we can and can't, we do and do not allow somebody to, to take these steps in their transition. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, and that to me seems concerning, you know? No, I mean, absolutely it is. It's like based on like anecdotal, a person's anecdotal evidence or, you know, versus entire bodies of research and um, conclusions from every medical, major medical association. For so, decades. Yeah. Decades of work on yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. No, I mean, I'm in absolute agreement, but it's just like, um, but anyway, moving moving on. So, you know, I, I believe it was the New York Times before they became, I mean, that's another issue altogether, but entirely regressive, you know, digging up old arguments. But when Trump left office, they said succinctly, you know, Trump attacked the trans community in every way imaginable. And what hurt besides that actual harm was um, that, you know, so many other communities were being attacked, so I understand it, but that no one else seemed to notice outside of our community. And, and it was just, it was so, it was horrible, it was horrendous, and it was gut-wrenching. Mm. Um, and the thing is, is that after Trump left office, the, the attacks haven't eased up on the trans community, and in, in fact, they've increased. And um, and I was going to, and so, you know, but I remember during Trump's period in office, I, I work in progressive circles, and so I was just trying to get people to write their damn pronouns into their Zoom, you know, things. And, and I, and I would, I would, like, I would honestly just, like, have to shake the shoulders of, like, progressives, you know, being like, can you, that's the least you can do, you know, but it was I feel like, like progressives out East still don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the difference, but it's just like, you know, and then I thought I kind of gave up that fight, but I just realized like, you know, progressives, you know, I appreciate 
some of the allyship, the allyship needs to get better. Here's a story. Here's a story of a lived experience. Um, to quote Kamala Harris, um, the person was me. So um, in, in the, I, I've only shared this once. It was in front of Congress. This is, this is my second time sharing it, but I thought maybe I would share it with you guys because it's a safe audience. Um, and this is just to take you closer into the life of a trans person. Um, following um, my phalloplasty surgery, you know, which is the creation of a penis, um, I, I had cath issues with my catheter and the catheter wouldn't stay in place. How funny, all of your shows include pee, but my story does as well. But anyway, when a catheter doesn't, um, like, when it doesn't say... You know, I wear that badge proudly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what, that's what the show will be called. All of, the, all of our stories include pee. But, yeah. um, but like... Um, Voices urine city. Yeah. Mm. But um, anyway, the catheter wouldn't stay in place. And so it was, it was an emergency. And I went to the nearest urgent care and um, to get it treated. And they let me know, we don't treat that, but you, you should go to the emergency room right now. And they said, the closest one is over there. And they pointed across the parking lot. And I looked across the parking lot and it was Dignity Health. And of course it's Dignity Health because that's one of the largest in the state and one of the largest in the nation of our healthcare providers. Right. And I was like, they don't recognize my existence as a human. I'm not going to go in those doors. And again, listeners, this is the medical organization that denied Evan a hysterectomy mm -hmm. um, um, probably years before. Mm -hmm. And um, and so I called my surgeon on my cell phone and I explained the situation and then I went into the urgent care again and I asked them for a pair of scissors and I found the nearest public restroom and I put my surgeon on speakerphone and I performed the surgery on myself. And um, that's where your guys' horror should set in. Oh, it's set in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these are the drastic steps in which someone you know has taken in order to continue to affirm their own identity in the face of the tidal wave of discrimination in which us trans folks have to travel around in. And, you know, I live in Midtown and every single time I go to the co-op, like I pass the Dignity Health, you know, a Dignity Health Hospital, you know, and it's just like, so my friend is treated as a sex worker every time they go outside of their apartment. I pass a Dignity Health Hospital every single time I go to the grocery store. You know, these trans, you know, kids, their parents are calling me, you know, of our local, in our local school districts. And so it's just like, you know, we're looking at the rest of the nation, you know, um, I got a presentation in my capacity at the Democratic National Committee, and that was about a month ago. And back then it was like around 250 bills that were anti-trans. And in the course of a month, it went up by over 100 bills. And so it's just like, this is what's facing the trans community right now. And so it's just like, you know, the, the, 
the G the California GOP anti you know the detrans rally is like the icing on the cake and like the the kick, you know, in the pants or whatever. You know, it's just like it's just. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm sorry, Evan. I didn't know this. Wow. Um. Uh. Are you okay? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't go to hell and back a million times without being like so incredibly strong. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, this is like we've had these conversations on the show a number of times that I think bring up just the complete or like the incredible amount of empathy that is just not available or accessible to people because of, you know, like we're saying, like this is like culture war stuff, but the, the, the issue here is like, like you're you're in a medical facility where they're supposed to be caring for you for your body and and you are denied that and the like the implication of that is so much right and obviously like you are keenly aware of that having lived through it i think that the um the thing that comes up for me is it is this like absence of empathy has created these groups of people who are so strong and so resilient but fuck you shouldn't have to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. the amount of energy that you have to use to be strong and to be resilient and to get up every day and like continue to fight and and amplify the experiences mm -hmm. of people who um who you advocate for like imagine what that amount of energy could do like in in different kinds of spaces, right? If like you didn't have to fight for just like to just be seen as a fucking human being who needs medical care. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I always say that we're trans people are resilient, but we shouldn't have to be. You know, and, right. and that can be said for I mean, obviously so many different communities. Oh, sure, but, yeah. You know, but it's like I always, you know, like um when I first met <laughs> You know, the lieutenant governor, like, that's how I said it. And it's like, you know, trans people are resilient, but we shouldn't have to be, you know? Yeah. I I, um, I know a number of trans folks who are unapologet unapologetically militant, and I understand it. I Like, how do you not understand it when it just seems like folks are under attack regularly, you know? Um. Yeah. Um, well, there is a counter uh, demonstration on, on, I believe, uh, Friday, March 10th. Mm -hmm. um, I know that uh, I, I believe it's Pride Was a Riot Sacramento uh, is sort of the group putting it on. Um, I think they are meeting in Southside Park in the morning. They're having sort of a celebration of trans life and, and you know, what it means to be trans there. And then I think folks are moving down to counter protest this um, detransition, quote unquote, rally. 
Um, so folks tune into Pride Was Riot Sacramento if you're interested in that. Um, and, uh, if you're journalism friends, um, again, you know, we were just talking about the danger folks in this community are under. Um, they do not want you to take your, their photo. They, uh, you know, would prefer no media there just a heads up on all of that. Um, so deal, take, take that as you will friends in media. Um, and I guess, can we just talk about one more thing locally, um, that's going on, uh, that, uh, next week, I believe Tuesday, um, so it'll be March. Uh, Can I talk uh, about the, the efforts that I'm engaged in on the trans state visibility or is there not enough time? Oh, no, no. I will definitely do that. If you want to do that now, we can. Oh, no, it's all good. I just wasn't sure one too. But everyone oh, yeah. should follow trans. Trans was a riot. They're, they're doing great work here in Sacramento. Pride was a riot. Oh, just kidding. Yeah. I got to I got to correct you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Touche. Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, basically folks, there's another far right, terrible person coming to UC Davis mm. on the 14th and, um, we'll cover that in a second here. And like, if you want to go out and show up and show out and make sure that they know they're not welcome. Awesome. Stick around for a few minutes. Evan, tell me about the work you're doing. Oh, no, for... no, no. I thought we were just, I thought we were ending the episode and I was like, oh, let me, I want to get this in real quick. Um, oh, hey, I'm the episode ender here. Uh, like, we've got time. Okay. You've got. Oh, you're we've... talking about that horrible human being. Oh, feel free to say that yeah, before we, or afterward. Can't we've I? got plenty of more Evan time here. Don't oh, worry. okay. Uh, okay. So, um, March, uh, 14th, um, this guy, Charlie Kirk from Tea Party USA, that that's the name of the organization. Um, he's he's no one special. He uh, his dad basically like built something of Trump's towers or something. And then he started this political thing. Um, but it's basically this kind of white nationalist um, for Gen younger Gen X, older Gen Z groups. Um, he is doing a talk, Charlie Turk. Turk, Charlie Kirk at UC Davis um, next week, Tuesday, and folks are being uh, asked to do two things. One, to reach out to Chancellor May of UC Davis and say, hey, he's not welcome there. You don't need to support the fact that he's going to be there. Um, and please don't. Uh, Two being um, show up and let him know he's not welcome. You know, folks did this for Milo Yiannopoulos when he came to UC Davis, and that spelled the beginning of the end of his political career. So um, I do, I, I kind of get that. I, I think that there's some, there's a lot of, uh, and, and I've been convinced of this over the years. You know, I, I used to be a, a Amendment 1 absolutist, you know, like free speech through and through no matter what direction. But, um, you know, you look at some European countries and you see like, oh, no, you can just outlaw white supremacy and like you still have, have a free nation, you know. Um, so anyway, um, I, I, I would recommend for folks to go out there. You know, Charlie Kirk had somewhat recently said, uh, quote, that re regarding trans people, that someone 
should have just took care of it the way we used to take care of things in the 1950s. Uh, I think he means uh, lynching, right? Like that's what he's, these are his positions on, on trans folks are, and, and we need to ask ourselves, are they welcome in our academic settings? Are they welcome in our city at fucking all? That should Uh, never, 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 never be welcome on a college campus. No, fuck that shit. Mm -mm, mm -mm. So yeah, Evan, do you you have any thoughts, thoughts uh, on Charlie Kirk coming Mm, out here? Just, you know, for the people that go protest them, um, don't allow anyone to tell you you're being a snowflake when they're banning books and banning drag shows because they can't handle that. Godspeed. Say that. Godspeed. Um, yeah. Um, expect Proud Boys at both of these events, too. You mm. know? And be um, safe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, be, be water, as it were, uh, if that is what you're going to dress up to do. Um, but, like, I, you know... I don't know. I look at this stuff happening locally and it, and it, it startles me. Um, and oh, you I'm, had reached. Yeah. Did you hear um, about that drag show that was canceled? Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Where? In Roseville. Right. Shannon. Oh, okay. I know it was Placer County. I don't know exactly. I don't yeah. know what city, but yeah, it was because of the proud boys. And, you know, I mean, this is like the thing you get on their fucking radar and, then all of a sudden, I mean, it makes here's a, dra- a a story time or a drag show or any of that, like being canceled for fear of safety makes perfect sense. Like it safety first, like protect our yeah. trans folks, our trans community at all costs for sure. But it just like fucking sucks that you get on like the radar of these folks and all of a sudden, like it's not. You know, it's not just like Twitter bashing or like social media bashing, but it is an actual like additional layer of fear for folks lives when Mm -hmm. already just like it stepping out of your house as a trans person today is a safety risk. Yeah, the struggle is already I mean, like it's just like so heavily quoted, but the struggle is already real, you know, and then it's just like and then it is like safety risks. Yeah. And just like, I think, you know, I don't know. I am not a sweet summer child, so it's hard for me to like take on that lens. But there is a part of me that's like, what, like, how do you, I don't know what it's like to exit my home every day and, and wonder if I am going to be safe. Like, have I feared for my safety? Certainly, but not in the same way that like, and, and I don't even necessarily know if that is like an exercise that that needs to be taken up. But it is to say that I think many of us don't understand the intensity, the intensity of the issue and the weight of it. And as um, like as an ally, it is our job, I think, to amplify that, to call for support, um, both like emotional and physical like hold space and take you know be the person who takes up space when safety is concerned but otherwise give the space to trans folks Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and 
And now, especially because of the discourse and just like the completely fucked up shit that you find online, like take get onto your socials and especially places like Facebook where like that conservative bullshit really does sort of it's just like it's a it is a plague. It's a breeding ground there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get out there and like be the person who says that you give a shit and that we need to be allies and accomplices um, in the trans community because. Yeah. Like y'all shouldn't have to be doing all of the work alone. Yeah. No. When I, your lives are under attack. No, I appreciate that. And I mean, I want to also be like, like lift, you know, Shannon, I know that, you know, there's safety risks in being a woman in society and stuff like that. So I also want to like, acknowledge you know like that there are you know risks that you have to um you know that you have to live with you know and I want to also acknowledge that so I mean you know I just want to just like I that doesn't I don't know how that fits in you know but you are the model human being uh, I know Evan is incredible (laughs) (laughs) That is, you know, like if we could all just live in a space. This where is we how we can talk like, about you, Evan, all the time. We're just like, Evan is incredible. <laughs> I just can't like. I don't know. There is there is something remarkable about like sitting, sharing space with you, Evan, and knowing just a sliver of the challenges that you have endured and continue to endure. And, you know, the fires that you are tending to all over um all over period and that you can still find like that that empathy is and you know I mean I could go on and on and and, and be mushy but um that's not like my vibe mm-hmm. so yeah, that's not you at all. <laughs> I'm killing your uh, image here Shannon <laughs> um you know I, I um I want I want to give some time for the cool things you're doing right now. Um, you know, I, I talk a lot about how we are in an ecosystem and that some folks do some things on one side of the movement. Other mm-hmm, folks do things mm-hmm. on the other side of the movement. Um, you know, it, as far as the movement goes, uh, you are pushing forward on a couple of things um, that that I think people would want to know about um, and I want to hear about them and I think listeners do and um, let us know what they are and how uh, we can be a part of it. Yeah, no, I super appreciate that. And I'm, and I totally understand like, you know, the, the ecosystem and, um, you know, and I know that I'm more of like the, the government and the system's change and you know and and I feel like there's a place for everything um and I'm supportive of like all efforts um so you know as we're sitting here I'm like well what what should I say because I don't know if um some of these things actually should be revealed for fear of safety but Mm. I will say that um they're like we've never celebrated um, trans day of visibility, you know, before in our, um, local, like, governments and stuff like that, 
And after, I don't know if I told you guys, but, um, you know, at, when in my capacity as DN in the DNC, I requested um, a presentation of all of the anti-trans bills. And after that, like, I felt um, like I just felt it was like, be careful what you wish for, you know, because it was just so overwhelming. And um, and I had two thoughts while I was watching it. And one of the thoughts was, um, you know, endless gratitude for the person who had to put it together because it was a trans person. And then the second thought was, I need to get this information out as widely as possible. So, I mean, honestly, thank you for having me on the show. Um, and so I I was like, how in the in the freaking world am I going to do this? And, um, and so I felt like such a burden for like on my shoulders for a few weeks. And I was just talking to a couple people about it. And, um, and we were like massaging plans, massaging plans, you know, and then I, I realized that we could celebrate it here locally, Trans Day of Visibility and, um, and do it in very cool ways. And, you know, that we'll recognize the day officially on different levels where it matters. And so um, we're going to do it at the, you know, micro level in terms of protecting our kids. And we're going to do it at the city level. And I'll give a shout out right now to friend of the show, Council Member Kaplan, <laughs> she's a friend of mine and um you she'll get a claim for she'll, she'll get a kick out of that also <laughs> and and um who's you know gonna do something cool and then um we're also doing um some work with the legislature um i created little uh pins that the legislators will wear and um some folks in like the labor movement and stuff and it it says trans people belong, which I think is just just one of the greatest messages. Perfect. And then um, I also made inroads with the governor's office, and they haven't celebrated this day before. And so um, they said that they will celebrate this day. And then um, I reached out to my congressperson, Matsui. Um, Glenda Corcoran is her district director and, you know, just is a very... Um, with it on it person and she is absolutely behind me um trying to get you know some recognition of the day uh so you know they'll be doing something and then um i reach out to the SACB and ask them to write an article about the day um you know especially countering the new york times and their regressive um you know reporting yeah. We didn't cover this today, but the, the New York Times has had some real, real issues in the last couple months on their their coverage on trans issues. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's like to the point that like, you know, Ohio state legislators, when they're passing uh, anti-trans bills, will quote the New York Times as their like source. You right. know, they'll cite them. Um, and Ooh. so the SACB immediately said yes and, and said, would you like to write an op-ed? So... I'm, I'm very happy to be doing that. Um, and then there might be some other things, but it's just like, it's, it's going to be really cool. And it's just like, it made me feel good because, 
what began as just like this burden feeling of like, what in the age are we going to do has turned into a lot of positive momentum. And, um, and I just appreciate the green lights that people have given me and like the support that people have given me. So thank you to like Nikki Pashal, who's doing a lot of this and she's doing it all pro bono. Christina Bass Hamilton is going to do some work. Um, and then friend of the show, um, Mayor Steinberg, friend of the show, <laughs> Councilmember Kaplan. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're killing me. You're fucking killing me, Evan. Um, and yeah, and then what I have some. What H are you talking about? With I know. The I know. This will be the last time that I'm I'm welcome on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then man. and then and then I have um I have some some action steps for people if that's okay. Oh, I was you're Absolutely. ahead of the game. I was just going to yeah. ask what the action steps are. Okay, okay. So um we're gonna have okay. So on March, I mean, it's so funny because like I'm speaking to like anarchists, but. Um, like that's <laughs> no, like your no, audience. It's a healthy no. It's okay. it's a healthy um, conglomerate of progressive socialists, communists, and anarchists. Okay, okay. And then just like journalists who want to know what we're doing on our side of things. Well, for any of the democratic socialists, which is I think is as far right as um, as your listeners go. <laughs> um, goodness bless you guys, because I'm a listener too. Um, on March 27th, that's the day of social media where we're going to be having, um, you know, like lots of people wear those pins. If you could retweet, you know, when you see the celebrations and stuff like that, that would be really cool. Um, so that'll be like legislators wearing the pins and stuff like that. Um, I want to say push for trans people at decision-making tables. Um, no one should be making whether... <laughs> It's the person who we talked about at the beginning of the episode or um, any supposed ally of us. You know, no one should be making decisions about us or our bodies except for us. Mm -hmm. And so push for strong, progressive trans people at every decision making table. Um, and then there's this really amazing um, person who is on Twitter that is um, keeps the trans community updated about, uh, you know, all of the legislation and laws around trans stuff. And their handle is Aaron I I know them. in the morn. It's E R I N in the morn. And then M O R N or M O U R N. Oh no, that's yeah. No, that would either one would be app, but yeah, no M O R N. And then, um, as Shannon was saying, just speak out because, you know, uh, right now we're the canary in the coal mine, but it's just like, you know, they, the CPAC said, like, they want to eradicate trans people from public yeah. life. And it's just like, I mean, I mean, they're, they're going to have to cross my dead body before they do that. But, I, I don't know how else you can illustrate the urgency here. Yeah. Like, when, mm -hmm. when you hear shit like that. Yeah. 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 Um, however, if they're able to do that, they're not going to stop there. So speak out. Yeah. Yeah. Evan, you are such a joy. Um, I'm so glad we got to have you on again today. Um, 
Is there anything else we want to add? I, I think that was all a really good call to action. Um, but any anything else at all, just generally, you want to add? Oh, uh, sorry, my alarm is messing this up. Um, I think we're going to have to do this entire show all over again. Uh oh. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's correct, right? Um, oh my gosh. Let's see. I don't know. Um. Uh, Wait, we can end it with me saying you're an absolute joy and then just saying thank you for coming on. Is it still recording or no? It's still recording. Yeah, no, oh. no, no. My alarm on my phone went off for a second. Oh, thank God. Oh, yeah, yeah, God. yeah. Oh, you didn't see the funny, the, yeah, Evan made a, a funny face. Yeah. I got scared. Um. No. No, I just, you know, um, thank you Good. for giving me this space. Thank yeah. you. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, th th it's just like an incredibly important issue. It is. Um, you know what I want to say, Tempa? I'm yes. sorry. Um, I was talking to someone because I'm fighting so much in the here and now. And they what they told me they're not they're not part of the community, they, but they you know, they told me they were like, yeah, come the 2024 presidential elections trans kids are going to be made to feel real bad about themselves. And Mike Pence, like his first campaign commercials were in some early primary state and they were, you know, about, um, you know, how trans kids are bad or whatever. And, um, so again, it's, it's, it's going to be, you know, it's, we're going to lose lives. Um, but, Another thing that I'm facing is um, I'm working at the DNC to combat the messaging and to try to provide Democrats who are willing to do it, give them messaging, you know, around all of this. And so it's just like, you know, we've seen it this last weekend um, with CPAC, you know, the conservative conference, but we're going to continue to see it and we're going to continue to see it. And I don't understand why it's up to people like me to be at the lead of this, you know, because when I talk, well, I'm talking trash now, but it's like, um, Oh no, talk some shit. I mean, it's just like, I love shit talking. Yeah. Like, I mean, I guess it's just like, maybe it's imposter syndrome, but it's just like, I was expecting there to be preparation before I brought up that notion. And, and I was expecting it not to be me, the one that was gonna put preparation together. Um, I'm gonna do it cause it needs to be done, but it's just like, I didn't realize that, um, you know, I, I'm gonna be on the front lines and it's not just like in our region and our state, but it's going to be in the nation as well. And that's fucking scary. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like that is like fucking me. Attacked. Like what the fuck? Yeah. You know? And so whether it's behind the scenes or in front, like, I mean, I'm just going to, yeah. And then Are I you guess, asking for more allies on the national level to speak? or? Well, I don't know, know if I'm going to be speaking on the front lines, but I'm going to be fighting and trying to give the resources and stuff like that and trying to create okay. messengers and stuff like that. So it's not me and the public, but it's just like, how am I the one arranging all of this? Like, mm. like I just wouldn't have thought that it was going to be me. 
you know. Um, and then I think the final thought I want to end with is like, call on your trans friends, you know, call on your non-binary friends, call on your trans plus umbrella friends, you know, and make sure that they're doing okay. Mm. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, Evan, thank you so much. Um, we are, I, lo I love this because I didn't want it. I, I didn't think it would be an Evan episode if we didn't go a few minutes or over and we have, and I love <laughs> it. Um, I know you, we, we've all hung out with you and we've all talked way too long into the night. So I'm excited uh, to, to have had you today. Um, but um, no, I mean, such an important topic and um, you're an expert. You're, I met you. Do you remember that, that I met you through that, um, that story, um, the, the dignity health story. My like memory doesn't serve me well, Kemba. Oh, okay. Off, you know, sometimes it doesn't serve me well. Can you, little, can you? Little fucking rude, but all right. Uh, should I have faked it? No, go, go on. I'm not yeah, a good faker. Yeah, you should have said, yes, I totally remember. Totally oh, remember. Oh, shit. Yeah. Should I, Shannon? Oh, like it was uh, yesterday. Uh, no, it's not you. Uh, I know. I don't care. Yeah. It's, you know, it's. Kemba, uh, you know. you're um, my good friend now. But I know, I know, I get it. I am. Yeah. But like, that's how oh, I first met you. Oh, he feels bad, Shannon. What do I do? I wrote, oh, a, I wrote a piece in the news and the review in the news and review like years ago. No, I remember that. Oh, oh okay, okay. Oh, you were the author of that, Kempa. I'm so sorry. I was, yeah. I, okay, 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 okay. I remember a faceless that. Faceless name. Um, no, I mean it was it was a big deal to me, but I just, I mean. There, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's how we first talked or interacted, uh -huh. and then like you've been doing all this other crazy, amazing work throughout the years, and so like it's been fun to to like keep up with you um so i don't know just a joy to have you on um shannon how are you feeling over there with that beer man i didn't even want this fucking beer okay i can't believe you had a beer but the reason that i opened it is because it's like a force of habit to have a drink <laughs> when we're recording this show i do too i this is wine right here well like and I, this is not yeah. like a beer that i feel good about just like having it just being like meh i'll you know I don't want, I'm not going to abuse alcohol by pouring it down the sink. Mm -hmm. um, That's so I, I drank it and it's good, but. No, I understand the different, like. I didn't uh, want it. I didn't want it. Skills of enthusiasm. Yeah. Thank you. know what? If Evan, you stayed, you stayed sober as a judge this well, episode. I know. You know what um, we need? What we need is to have a, um, like a live voices recording at a bar with Evan. Um, I love just, the sound of this. Just having some drinks. And also we can then work out the app where Evan just um, speaks like positive affirmations. And depending <laughs> on what you need on any at any given moment. You we'll just have like a little alarm app. every five minutes for Evan to give an affirmation. Yeah. But I'm I willing want, to do I that. The, I want the app that I can open at any given moment, like throughout my day. And like mm -hmm. if I'm just having a fucked day, then I click the like Evan say something nice to me button. And then Evan's like, Shannon, you are so good at what you do. Keep it yeah. up. And I'm you just are worth like, it. fuck yeah, I am. Shit. Yeah. Thanks, Evan. F fucking thanks, Evan. Wow. Totally willing to do that. That th this is the kind of person we view you as. Just 
uh, just a shining light in the community. Just a beacon, <laughs> the last beacon of yeah. empathy in the world. Well, uh, well, thank you for coming on. I think we should call it. Um, yeah, we should, we're gonna be here for two hours if we don't. But wonderful to have you. And folks, you know, go, go. Don't you know, go either go. do things the nice way or do it the not nice way, but make sure that we're protecting our trans community. Say that. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, bye. Bye. Bye.